Hi, and welcome back to the show, your ultimate playlist podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. Yes, that is Taj. Uh, again, welcome to Choice Tracks. So if you are joining us for the first time, just a quick little rundown what we do here. Uh, on side A, we pick our favorite choice track, our favorite song based on a theme that we decided as a group. And then we flip the record to side B, side B and we discuss a album, a choice album that was picked by one of the host on the previous episode so let's go ahead and drop that needle on side a all right so our choice for side a on this episode is songs about getting old feeling old getting old we've all been there we're doing it right now as we talk what what I don't know about you guys, but I'm not old. So. What did you say? What? In fact, uh, three out of the four hosts here have had a birthday in the last month. So just, uh, yeah, we're not going to tell you how old we are, but you might be able to tell based on some of our choices. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, the song I actually went with, and I actually have a connection to the song, so this is why I picked the song. There are plenty of songs about getting old, there's plenty that I like, but uh, sometimes, like Damon does, I like to go with songs from a band that I've seen. And this is actually a band that I've seen, and there's a very specific reason why I picked this song. The song I picked is Done Got Old by The Heartless Bastards. <laughs> So the reason why the song is kind of special to me, I was turning 30 and I had worked that night. And then I was told that a friend and my wife and a few other people were at the Continental Club and they were there to go see a band or just to hang out. So I was coerced into going to the Continental Club and we get in there. I don't know what's going on. As far as I recall, I don't remember the band. The band actually turned out to be Heartless Bastards that was performing. And I actually, it, I actually turned 30 right at midnight. And from what I remember, the band went on and the first song they played was Done Got Old. <laughs> right when I turned 30, that was the song that they started playing. And I've never forgotten that moment. Uh, so right when I turned 30, the Heartless Bastards reminded me that I done got old. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's never lost my mind. Um, and, and the song itself, I think, is great. Um, the band was formed in 2003 in Cincinnati. Um, the, the founding member and I think the, the, the I mean, the, the member of the band is Erica uh, Winterstrom. I hope I said her name right. The album uh, was Stairs and Elevators. And uh, that came out in, I think, 2005. Um, she has a phenomenal voice. She's a, a great musician. She, just a great band. I just, I really like the energy. Um, I, I like the lyrics. It's just, it's just a, a great song. And um, again, just because of my connection to the song, that is why I had to pick it. But I think it is, uh, it is a great, a great tune. So what do you guys think? So, Brandon, 
I, I think you're a bastard. <laughs> no, um, I. So here's here's the thing, and I I knew the story you were going to tell with this. Here's the part that I wasn't sure if you were going to tell it because again, I might be old and have my memory wrong. But this is one of those other e music bands, and when me and Brandon both did e music, like he kept finding great bands, and then like you got to try this one, and I kept trying to find a really good band. I could have sworn, and I may have my wires crossed. I had found Heartless Bastards and introduced you to them. I know I wasn't there at the concert for your birthday, but I know I could have sworn I had found the Heartless Bastards first and was like, hey, Brandon, you got to listen to this band. And then I know after that concert, you were like, hey, this is a good band. And you're like, I told you about them like months ago. You're like, eh. I mean, I, I would not be surprised. Like, I think if, if it was a recommendation by you, um, I might have took it with a grain of salt. So, you know, and then I hear Heartless Bastards and I'm like, I take full credit in discovering this band. So, yeah. I mean, it would not surprise me in the slightest that you tried to make me listen to them. And uh, I didn't because I'm like, oh, what does Taj want me to listen to now? You know, so. Gotcha. Uh, Heartless Bastards. Uh, I, I totally, I will say I spaced on th- this song. I mean, I love this song as well. It was, I was happy to go back to it. Um, I love them as band. Uh, just this band. I mean, so my first concert was ACDC that somebody took me to. I know Heartless Bastards had to have been one of the first few concerts that I went that I wanted to go on my own. And I know it's one of the second concert t-shirts I bought. Like I actually went to the, to the concert and was like, I need a t-shirt and I bought a t-shirt, um, from them. So that was, but yeah, I love me Heartless Bastards. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, this song is just amazing. And yeah, it's, you can just feel the, feel the pain of getting old in, in her voice. Like she conveys that, like, you know, you, you just can't do what you used to and you wish you could, but you're like, you try and do it, but you just can't because you done got old. So, but yeah, I, I love the song. It's all, all my fears wrapped into one little package. <laughs> I just say it over and over again. It's like, oh my God, you're just, you're giving me like, you know, anxiety about dying or something that's kind of what this song did for me a little bit but i I think that's kind of what what it's going for i don't know i I don't feel like i used to i don't walk like i used to i don't love like i used to those are all things that like i saw like in my my dad my dad had passed away since a couple years ago now almost years but yeah like these weird things that like he was afraid of were happening to him and he didn't want to accept getting old but like that's kind of like a reoccurring theme you know, getting old is like this, it's, it's inevitable. And, you know, maybe, maybe this song was a midlife life crisis. I don't know how old the heartless bastards, you know, senior and the players in that band are, but, and I'm not going to tell anybody how old I am. <laughs> but, yeah. I like, I like the song. I like the band. Definitely. Um, they, and they really conveyed that feeling of shit. I'm old and I can't do any of that crap that I used to. <laughs> So. Yeah, basically, um, thanks for reminding me that I'm fucking old and I can't do nothing about it. Because <laughs> I am old and I'm feeling it. Hell, I'm feeling it right now. My back is feeling like I just got pulled the wrong fucking way. Like I dropped the soap in jail. Like that's that's exactly what I'm feeling like right now. So just even thinking of this song just pissed me off a little bit more. But it was still a good vibe to listen to. So I'm not mad at it. Sweet. As you hear the old man grunt in the back. <laughs> 
That was his knee, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right, cool. Well, why don't we go ahead and uh, slowly move along. Um, <laughs> Diedrich, what do you got? So I, I picked up on a song that um I actually liked. I heard it when it first came out. Um, I was in my little kicker phase at the time, and, and, and believe it or not, I definitely had on a type pair of Wranglers and um, was in and out of, of different circles running around. Um, there was a spot that used to be, what was it, uh, Grand Central Station. And um, I used to love going over to the, to what we call it the kicker side of things, where it was the country bar side. I mean, they had like six different bars, but they had a country bar side. And in that particular point, every time I went over there, um, I always loved it because whenever they played the rap songs, like the Little John songs and all that, the floor would be fucking packed. And whenever a country song would come on right afterwards, everybody would go back to start drinking again. And it was like, it always threw me off. But this particular one song, I always thought was a great one. It came from uh, Toby Keith. Picked it out in 2005. He actually got the idea from, I believe it was Bart Reynolds um, from Eastbound and Down. Uh, he was, you know what, Smokey and the Bandit. And he basically said, I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good as once as I'm, I've ever been. So um basically that was that was sparked him in order to write the song and you know it's as good as it once was that's that's the song that i picked i ain't as good as i once was i got a few years on me now but and for all intents and purposes it's exactly how i feel whenever i go out to the bar now i'm not the young whippersnapper that i used to be i can't wear the tight jeans and i'm damn sure not gonna wear the boots um and if female ever came up and tried to approach me as such and an idea with her and her friend i won't be able to give me six rounds but i might be able to give you one good one and that's exactly what i'm gonna go for so what do y'all think about the song pick I was never a dude that could get twins in a bar. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I can understand if he was that dude, then that would be something to cry about if he ain't getting that anymore. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. So, what did he just get, like, one chick in a bar now? Uh, whatever he can get, he's going to give you as good as he can get for that time frame. Right. Once you pass that, it ain't happening no more. Like, I'm definitely not not dissing Toby Keith, but, like, I'm also not a huge country fan when it comes to certain songs. Like, yeah, this is kind of like a fun, like, I could see it in a show or a movie. You know, an era of scene, you know, just kind of like a fun song, for sure. Uh <laughs> He's done. He's he's macking. Yeah. When then the, the, then that second stanza about the, his friend getting in a bar fight. It's like, yeah. all right, I'll try. I need to go to some bars now. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. What else I think? I I liked it. It was a good song. It was a good good country song. It, at least it, it was a good country song about getting old. That just wasn't like you know. It, it wasn't like just like oh, I'm old and I lost my dog and I lost my wife. You know, it's not that type of country song. It's a it's a country song about like, dang, they want me to do this young whippersnapper stuff, but I'm old. You know, but I'll give it a shot. Like it, it's it's kind of like a bootstrap country song about. I'm old, but I'm going to pull up my bootstraps and try and do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> versus the, the typical country route is like, you done lost everything. You, you done lost both knees. You're deaf in two ears. <laughs> you know, type of thing. Basically, you know, I'll give it a good old college try even though I graduated 10 years ago. <laughs> type situation, but, you know, it's that old cowboy that doesn't want to admit that he's, that he's past his prime. Right. Uh, 
That's that's what I got from it. What do you think, Brandon? I think it would help if you like Toby Keith. Um, you, you know, like then I think you probably would enjoy the song more. Um, or if you're a fan of of like newer country, I think you might dig it. The song's all right. I mean, the the lyrics the lyrics are are okay. I guess I'm just not like the biggest like Toby Keith fan. Like I I there was a time where I definitely heard some Toby Keith and and I uh, I didn't mind it, but I. Um, I, I can't remember the last time I, you know, made a conscious choice to listen to Toby Keith. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the song's fine. It def- is fine. It definitely fits the bill for sure, uh, with the theme. Um, and I think it's a good choice for the theme. Uh, I just, like I said, I'm not like, I'm not the biggest Toby Keith fan anymore. Um, but yeah, it's, it's okay. It's all right. Um, but I definitely think, you know, it helps if you like a good serving of, uh, newer poppy country music. So, you know, anyway, yeah. Is that, Toby that, Keith new? Is that new country? Yeah. Well, he's newish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. New ish. Yeah, he's definitely part of that new wave that came through that didn't want to stick to traditional boundaries of yeah. country. Um, but that, I, I definitely learned how to one, two, and three step in that bar. So, you know, shout out to Grand Central Station. That was, that was one of those times. Yeah. Been there like twice, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was kind of a fun bar, actually, but uh, I'm like a younger. Or I've been there or used to be there a few times because I had a yeah. friend that loved going there. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. I wonder who that, that is. Yeah. Who could it be now? <laughs> right. So just for the record, they're not talking about me. You're right. Or no, me. we're not. We're not talking about DJ. This is somebody else. Right. Or, me. That, you know, yeah. or Taj. Like, when I go out to bars, I don't know. I'm not, I guess I'm not hustling pool and, you know, picking up two chicks at once and, that's a good night. That's a big night. That's a lot going on. Dietrich calls that a Saturday night. <laughs> that used to be a Saturday night, but that was a lot of work. That's shit. That's not fun. That's a Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, uh, Sunday morning is kicking them out and, and cleaning up everything. That's that's Sunday morning. Yeah. But now we're old. <laughs> now we're old. Now we got to plan two weeks ahead of time for that. Man, now I feel, now I know what he's talking about. Exactly. Now, now you'd be happy if you at least get a smile. It's like, oh, shit, I'm not that proposal. All right, cool. Right? Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's go ahead and mosey on over to Tosh. Okay. To me? All right. Yeah. All right. So I picked a song that... Um, I heard on the radio, um, and so it, I was I was surprised. I thought everybody knew this song, <laughs> um, but then <laughs> what got me surprised about was I watch a show called the the Mass Singer, and like one of the the hosts on the song like didn't know the song. So I was like, do people not know this song? I thought like everybody knew this song. Um, what I was surprised on was um, I went and did you know research on it for the podcast. So it's actually a Danish group. <laughs> And so the artist's name is Lucas Graham, and the song I picked is Seven Years. Once I was seven years old, my mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was um, this song is just awesome. This, I mean, so, you know, 
there's a, a few songs that are like this where, you know, it covers, you know, the lifetime of a person. Uh, you know, there's like Cats, Cat in the Cradle. Uh, you know, there's, I want to say there's a Beatles song like this. Like, uh, I think you picked it, didn't you, Damon? Say uh, La Vie. Isn't that one like Life Goes On? Life Goes On, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, there's there has been a few songs like this in the past. Um, but this one just, I don't know, when I heard it, it hits home to me. Um, you know, I probably, it probably just hit home because, you know, at that time I probably had, you know, kids for the first time. And so hearing a song like this, and you're like, dang, you know. Um, you know, because it's interesting because it, it, it talks about like family and friends and just growing old and hoping for, for stuff. Um, the, but yeah, so, uh, let me go over what I researched. Sorry. So the, they're a, like I said, the Danish soul pop group. Um, and it's actually a three piece band, I think. Um, so the, the main singer, his name is, uh, Lucas, uh, Forschenhammer. Um, and so, and they, they, yeah, they were, they had five members and now they're down to like three, um, or four, sorry. They had six members and now they're down to three, but yeah. So, but this was, you know, their biggest hit by far. It hit number one and twos like everywhere. So in the United States, it hit number one on the adult top, uh, 40, number two in the adult contemporary. Um, and I don't know the the way it's, the way it starts out with the movie reel is just you know awesome and then that the, the, goes and then what's interesting is why well, I think it's interesting and because I'm not I'm not sure exactly on it but it's one of those things that I know somebody else might mention but like that fact they mentions about like you know his father reached a certain age and next year he's going to be one year older than that. Like that fact is like that hits hard because you're like, you know, it just thinking, thinking about that part, but yeah, the, the whole song as a whole hits, hits hard. So yeah, <laughs> I'm probably rambling, but what did you guys think of, of seven years? So I'll kick off and say when you first, when you first said the song, yeah, I automatically knew it. Um, it dropped in my ears because I know, you know, pop trends and, and definitely that song when it came out because one, it was slower tempo. Two, he was talking about life lessons and expectations and, and, you know, basically how he grew up and how, you know, his life was affected, you know, within the song and, and how it's projected to be and, and how he's going to talk to his family and his kids and, and it was definitely on life reflections and you know i definitely love the song when it came out i got tired of hearing the song when it came out <laughs> um they played it every damn where and um i i definitely seen them on the concert scene first before i heard uh the actual like radio version of the song uh so like I had seen like actual performances on TV where they were they were like opening up for different acts and things of that nature. So I knew it was an actual band as opposed to one individual. Um and they're definitely an unorthodox type of rock band. Um, because they're just a bunch of normal guys that got together and 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 they put out, you know, kind of folk style music, but it's not really folky, it's more so just, you know, that kind of popish swing type folky situation um for the most what most of the album sounded like uh but for the most part it, i think it was a good pick i think it was a sentimental pick uh for what you did and it definitely hit the theme so good one. gotcha yeah and, and you know i'm i'm one of those who i had never heard that song before 
Um, even when I started playing it, uh, my wife knew it and I didn't. Um, so, and I still swear I've never heard it. She said, no, you had to have. I'm like, no, I don't know this song. I'm not making that up. And then I looked at how many hits were on Spotify. And I'm like, where have I been? Uh, that's on me. My bad. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the song, the song's, song's good. Um, you know, it, it is, it is very poppy. Um, and very contemporary. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a fan of that, that kind of music, then, you know, I can see why it's a, a huge hit. Like, I, I definitely understand the, the sentiments behind the song. And I think that's what, what I think is one of the reasons why it probably resonates and is so popular. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the song is good. Uh, and definitely, you know, again, it, it definitely works with the theme. Um, I, I don't know anything else about the band other than what you just told me. Right. Um, Same here. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too curious after listening to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I think that's enough. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just another song about uh, stages of life. It's, uh, it's like it's like a fear mongering song about getting old. It's, uh, it's, it's not even fear mongering. Like that's the thing. This Lucas one, Graham. No, I was kidding. This one um, seems more hopeful because because like cat cat in the cradle. Like that that one seems fear mongering to me because because that one's more like hey you know I'm going to be busy working and then my son's going to grow up just like me and not want to spend any time with me because he's going to be busy working. You know that one's yeah, more fear mongering. This is more like hey you know this these are kind of the things you should do and then this is why I hope happens type of thing, you know, but it's not like a, you know, this is more like a beat, you know, this is what you should do, you know, and, and your life will turn out good, but it's not like, I don't well, it's like, it's also his fears. It's like, shit, I'm going to be 60. Yeah. I guess my kids will see me like once a month. It's like, I guess, you know, so, I mean, there's, it's a good song. I remember hearing it on the radio. I don't think I really like, I, I do remember listening to the lyrics and be like, wow, this is kind of a sad song. Uh, yeah, yeah. It puts it in perspective. I think I'm starting to see a pattern. Like we all, as humans, start thinking the same shit. This is why people buy expensive cars, yeah, (laughs) and drugs, or start a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably. But yeah, I mean, it's like, it, so it's like, it's a good, I think I've heard it in like, you know, TV shows, dramas and stuff. That's, that's where the song belongs. Um, am I going to listen to it next to a campfire? I mean, like, I can't wait to listen to this. You know, this, this is one of those songs that I can see somebody put on at like a, a senior party before they actually graduate or somebody uses that as a graduation song. And then you just realize, dude, I'm about to get fucking old and die. Like, what the <laughs> but when you're 20, you see the things when you're 20, you don't give a fuck. It's like old people, they're fucking stupid. Get married. <laughs> like, yeah, you're like, you know, yeah. I don't have kids, so I guess my perspective's different, but. Talking about kids, and I think kids age you a little bit. Yeah. Kids decrypt you. Kids turn you into coffins. Kids turn you into fossils. Kids kids will make you feel so old and so redundant in a short amount of time. So, 
those right. who don't have them, keep it that way. Well, it's interesting because my dad, we moved him here before he passed away, obviously, but he was like living here for a few years in, in Texas and we're from New York, so it was a change for him. But we became more friends and he even said, oh, I feel like you guys are my brothers more than my kids now, you know, because we're like adults hanging out with their parents. So they see us differently. Then they then they depend on you to do everything for them. Yes. You become a caretaker. It's uh that's a weird pattern. But yeah, I think he's kinda going there with that in this song. <laughs> it's like this is what's gonna happen. Right. It's all fun and games until you're fucking sixty. That's kinda like that's that's the message I got. But uh yeah. Seven, carefree, you know, as long as your home life is good. So Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. um finally, <laughs> finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's uh, bring it on home with uh, Damon. Yeah, so I I picked uh, a song that I I I, I love uh, the band Fleetwood Mac, and um, the song is Landslide. But time makes you bolder, even children get older, not getting older. So, like, Stevie Nicks is awesome. I think she's got a really good voice. Um, I don't know if there's any fans of, like, American Horror Story. It's a TV show. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows what that is. But she she was on a season. She played, like, a witch or something. But, yeah, it's so cool. Uh, you know, she's, she's a great uh, vocalist. Uh, so Landslide is kind of like, it's a song that I just grew up with hearing over and over again a lot, but I love her voice. And aside from what it's about so it's like and i didn't even realize it was that much about growing old but it really is it's about reflection on on uh, the people in your life your loved one like your your partner being around you and then how are they going to view you later how are you going to be around them how do you view yourself uh, it's yeah it's just it's kind of like the song all the songs that we picked really the reflection whether it's like you know the things that you do every day or just who you are as a person and then you know for me i start questioning like why why am i here <laughs> what am i doing what am i going to do when i'm 60 you know those are the kinds of things i think about more so probably because i you know i'm not old but one day i'll i'll think about that right but uh, yeah, I, I think it's all pers- I, like kind of what I got from this too is that it's perspective. It's your own perspective. It's how you look at it. You're as old as you feel. So uh, that was my pick. So oh, go ahead. Hey, nobody said that. Oh, okay, I, I heard. Okay, you get all uh, top mouse kid. Okay, so I'll say this. I I love this. I love landslide. Like I love the song. I love Fleetwood Mac. Um, my that was one of the record albums that we had um in my house that I would listen to a lot was. Fleetwood Mac. Um, this is a great song. I don't. The thing is, is I'm not sure with Landslide. I get where you're going with with the game old part. I always kind of thought Landslide was more a breakup song because she's talking about how like th- their love is done and like you know she has to take it down and and then like you know and it's like their love is done but like they're no longer like puppy love like it's no no longer childish love like they just grew out of it and so she's she's gotten old and she has to move on you know and so that's i don't know (laughs) but but again amazing song love the song (laughs) i i just right yeah well i did mention that too taj i did mention that uh, it was kind of reflection on it's all about age right so in this in this case it is about a relationship but it's also self-reflection and you know how how are you how are you going to be around your partner when you're old are they going to be there 
you know. So when you get older, you do change your mind, or you, you know, you look in the mirror and you think different things about yourself. <laughs> I guess. Right. But you know, this is also like a woman's perspective. I, I bet you it's different for everybody. But you know, she might have a way different perspective than me or you. But uh, yeah, sure. no, definitely. I, I definitely it's it's about relationships and getting old. Yeah, got it's you. a combo. It's a combo. combo. Two, a two for one. Combo of sadness. Yeah, it, like like we like when we're older. A good deal. A heck of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> Think of the savings. <laughs> That's all we care about. And I I can kind of like when you first told us what the song was, my first reaction was that's like a breakup song, just like Taj. And at first I I thought about it and then I thought, should I say something? I'm like, no, let's listen to it again. I mean, I've heard it. I don't know how many times Um, Dixie Chicks actually did a pretty good cover of it as well. Um, And anyway, uh, then I listened to lyrics and and I see where where you're coming from. And yes, it is a breakup song, but there's too many lyrics in there not to also feel like it's about getting old for sure. Um, so, you know, I, I think there's a double meaning behind, behind what the song might be about, but it is definitely about getting old for sure. Um, definitely have a different perspective on the song now than, you know, who I was maybe 20 years ago, you know, breakup song 20 years ago, getting old 20 years later is what I hear when I hear this song. So yeah, no, I definitely think this, uh, this is, uh, you know, a perfect song for, for our topic. And, and the song itself is, is just phenomenal. Um, I, it's, it's such a good song, such an iconic song. You've heard it, even if you don't know what it's called or who performed it, but yeah, great song. Yeah, definitely a good pick. Um, I, I see it as a kind of a, like, was, what do you call it? A double entendre or how do you pronounce it? I can't even think right now. My back hurts. I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling older as we go along in this damn podcast. Um, <laughs> like literally I can feel arthritis kicking in right now. So, um, this, what I was going to say is this is a good song. This is a slow, good feeling, sentimental type of track. Um, I definitely love the guitar plays and the, and the fingering and the, and the guitars uh, for the song itself. What I will say is it, it kind of reminds me of you're, you're getting older but you're outgrowing love at the same time. Mm. Like our relationship was good but you know we're we're going separate ways and we're getting older we understand it that you know we're no longer going to be around each other i built my life around you i i can't do this anymore as such you know even kids get older type of situation and so um i definitely can kind of read in between the lyrics and in between the lines of you know it's it's we're getting older our love is older it's kind of gone away you know but you know we can still reminisce on the time that we had just know that you know things change we change seasons change you know everything is 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 moving on for a reason so um yeah you you really maybe go back and listen to it like six seven times just so i could get that point out of it so um definitely uh, I always love Fleetwood back, like always. Um, but in this situation, I kind of had to really pay attention to what I was listening to and how I had to pick it out. So, uh, I definitely feel where you're coming from with it, man. And that was a good pick. Yeah. I think like my version would be, I'm um, getting, get older, like saggy man tits, you know, <laughs> gotta go to the gym. 
Uh, really. I know what my lyrics would be if I were. You just put that. You put that out there. It's like yeah. it's recorded oh, yeah. and it's gonna be on this podcast. But then you know when I go to work out and I get chiseled, then I can say, "Oh, I used to have that." <laughs> you try to be Chris Hemsworth, go from uh, dad bod to god bod. <laughs> I think what you need then is you need a contract with Marvel Studios. <laughs> And then you'll be forced to get that workout that you need so you can look like Thor. Eat liquid uh, dinner every day. and You need a personal chef and a personal trainer. Yeah, that's true. I think we all could use that. <laughs> right. Honestly. Maybe someone could brainwash me and like tell me how to get in shape. I'll just listen to them. Oh, don't eat those potato chips. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Viagra <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Metamucil and Cialis. <laughs> Cialis. <laughs> and, and no, nobody's going to say it depends. What, what the heck? <laughs> oh no, we're not going to admit to that, man. That depends. <laughs> Taj. I got too much pride. I'm not admitting to that shit. <laughs> That's All a right. real thing. <laughs> we're going to switch over to side B. Hey, Rennie. Right. Yes, Dietrich. <laughs> I think you have some homework for us. Well, let's go ahead and uh, take us back there to memory lane. Which, what you got there, buddy? Yes, I was waiting for that lead in. I'm like, come on, guys. Don't <laughs> leave me hanging here. <laughs> um, we oh, totally, after 45 plus episodes, we got this down, guys. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you guys know me. I like to pick a lot of uh, older albums. Sometimes I surprise you. Um, and actually, this album surprised me. And this band surprised me. And I am embarrassed to say I had never heard of Fanny until a month ago within the last month and I am disappointed and I'm disappointed with history and I'm disappointed with music history and I am disappointed in not them being the biggest friggin' band out there, man. Like, we need to know more about Fanny, and we need to be preaching the gospel that is Fanny. And that is the band, Fanny. And the album was from 1970, their self-titled debut album, Fanny. So, yeah, this is one of those that I've never, I never heard of. I, and I don't know why. Like, you know, yeah, I don't know everything, but I, I feel like I have a pretty solid foundation and I feel like I know a lot about music and I've heard a lot of music. And you would think at some point I would have come across Fanny, but I didn't. And it was actually Spotify recommended an album to me one day. So I'm like, well, I'll give this a whirl. First song that comes on. Whoa, who is this? And before I knew it, I listened to every album, their first five albums. That's how much I admire and love and appreciate Fanny. So what makes Fanny interesting, unique, uh, is they, they are an all female rock band. They were the first all female rock band to not only sign a contract with a major label, but for that album to actually get released in 1970. They signed with the reprise records. Here's something else that's fascinating about this band. Two of the musicians were, are, are sisters, uh, June and Jean, uh, Millen 
Ellington. Uh, June was lead guitarist. Gene was the bassist. They're Filipino-American. They were Filipino-American female rock stars in the late 60s and the early 70s. I mean, that's huge. That's huge. That's a big deal. Uh, why do we not know more about this band? I mean, th this is crazy. Um, you know, they, they moved to California in the early 1960s. They formed several bands growing up. Um, one of their biggest bands growing up when they were teenagers was a band called Spelts. Uh, and, and then they had another band after that. And in 1969, that's when Fanny was formed. And then they signed a major record deal, uh, with the producer, Richard Perry. He produced their first three albums. Um, there were five people originally in the band. Um, in addition to June and Jean, you also had Alice DeBurr, who was on drums, and you had Nikki Barkley, who was the keyboardist, and then you had Bree Brandt, who was percussion, and she was also vocals. But at some point, there was a decision made by the producer, and she was let go of the band before they recorded their first album. So there was only four of them uh, on those first five albums. But anyway, I, I could keep going on and on about this band. I will talk about the album in just a second. There's a quote from David Bowie that I want to share. This is what David Bowie said in 1999 about Fanny and the Rolling Stone. He said... They were one of the finest fucking rock bands of their time. They were extraordinary. They wrote everything. They played like motherfuckers. They were just colossal and wonderful, and nobody's ever mentioned them. They're as important as anybody else who's ever been, ever. It just wasn't their time. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, they're, they're incredible. They're, they're, they're rock pioneers. They were way ahead of their time. Their lyrics were special. Their, the, the, their musicianship was amazing. Um, I, there's actually a documentary that just came out that I actually watched for this podcast. It's called Fanny, the Right to Rock. I highly recommend that you check it out. Um, I mean, they, they influenced so many people. They opened for big bands like Deep Purple and Jethro Tull. Um, they played from 1970 to about 1975 and then they were gone. But, but their, their legacy lives on. They actually reformed in 2018 with an album. Three of them did. Um, I highly recommend you check out that documentary. The music itself is just, it's, it's so good. The, the, it, they, I mean, they rock. Like, it shouldn't even be about, oh, they're an all-female rock band that rocks. Like, no, you're a rock band, and you friggin' rock. You were one of the best rock bands around that time. Um, yeah, I can keep going on, man. I, I'm embarrassed that I never heard about them, but I wanted to take this opportunity on this podcast that no one listens to, to <laughs> go listen to Fanny. You will not be disappointed. And if you don't like Fanny, I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, for not liking Fanny. Um, if I had to pick a song, and I've got to tell you guys, this album, every song I think is great. Uh, I, I am not blowing smoke here. I think every song is great on here. If I had to pick one, dude, it is tough. Um, I, I could say Shade Me. I could say Seven Roads. Um, right now, I'd probably say, because it's very different from the rest, is Conversation with a Cop. I just really enjoy the lyrics on that song. Uh, and I just like, I like the beat. Uh, again, I'm gushing over here. I think they're phenomenal. Give them a listen. They deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they're not, and that's ridiculous. Um, so please, check out Fanny. What did you guys think? Um, I'm going to start off 
because I don't want nobody else stealing my song. So I'm, I'm gonna say that right now. First of all, uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna be honest with you. First and foremost, dude, what the hell? Like, how did this slide under everybody's radar? Honestly, when you said the name, I thought, okay, shit, that's catchy, that's cool. They were probably one of those bands that were like out in Europe and, and only like made like an album or two and then never got heard of again. But I'm listening to the album. I'm going through the album. I'm going through Candlelighter Man. I'm going through a conversation with a cop. I'm going through these different songs and I'm listening, thinking to myself, like, this is a fucking good ass album. This is a great ass album. And to the point where I'm, I'm starting to look up and I'm going through uh, Charity Ball, then I'm going through Fanny Hill, then I'm going through Mother's Pride. And I'm like, damn, how the hell am I not hearing about this band? Because he's going to pick all the songs as your favorite. Is that what you're doing? No, 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 no. Those are the albums. Uh, those were the albums that I actually went through and listened to. So I'm like, why am I not? Why am I sitting up here listening to these songs? Well, I'm listening to the songs. Those are good fucking songs. I'm listening to them. And, and to me, to my credit, I, I, or not to my discredit, I'm listening through a streaming service. So I'm hearing like the remastered versions of them or the, 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 the MP3 type versions of them. And I'm pissed because now I want to hear it on vinyl. Now I want to actually hear all the cracks and squeaks and, and the whole sound to get the whole effect of what's coming through here because I feel like I'm not I'm not going to sit up here and and do a blasphemous thing and put them on Beatles level or whatever the situation. But I'm like, why the fuck are they not there? Why? Because the songs are written to a T. The instrumentation is on point. They they have a style. They have a flow. They they definitely have a vibe. Um, the way that the, the album comes together it's actually a storyline you can actually follow the album all the way through and the songs actually interconnect with each other and i love that and not to try to like piggyback off of what you were saying brandon but i'm like why the fuck aren't they in the in the hall of fame why it, it makes no sense why would not somebody come and pick up this album, this band, for everything that they were doing at the time? This is one of those bands that you can literally say they were either ahead of their time or they did not get pushed in the right direction in order to keep going. Because in all honesty, they fucking had it. They had it. From the lyrics alone, they had it. And I'm going to tell y'all flat out, my all-time favorite song on this album that I kept going back and listening to was the simplest song damn near on the album, but it had the most feeling to be because it was heartbreaking. And it was, uh, take a message to the captain. I kept repeating that, repeating that, repeating that. I'm like, yeah, this is my favorite song on the album. That's my choice track. Just from the delivery, it sounds like one of these old songs that you would literally hear from the Beatles or for some from the doors or from somebody around that time frame of you know saying a message of a sailor and and um I, i'm choosing to stay here and i don't want to go on on ship i don't want to travel around the world i don't want to see none of that i want to be with you and then uh, you know what i changed my mind send a message to the captain i'm gonna be on the ship tomorrow uh sorry <laughs> peace deuces um yeah uh, you know to all the people i'm gonna leave behind uh, i love y'all bye like that's like that hit me in the heart like damn that was the one so yeah, man, I'm right there with you, bro. If I can big up to anybody or if we ever get a chance to go out again and, and like go to a bar and they happen to have one of those digital downloads, I'm damn sure looking forward to see if they got it on there. If they don't, then I'm going to ask, see if I can put it in the DJ's headphones or something like that so they can play it out. 
because this definitely needs to get banged out. People need to understand what the history and the and the movement forward is stood for. Not just for girls rocking, but for coming together, forming a group, actually coming out with good ass music. And for whatever reason, they're in limbo. Nobody knows about it. And it's crazy as fuck in my mind. <laughs> Drop the mic. I'm done. <laughs> Um, okay, so let me say this. I've I listened to the whole album two and a half times, and then I went back and listened to individual tracks. So I I like the album. Um, I'm you know I'm not sure that I love the album, but I like it. I respect it uh, for sure. They rock a lot. I, I know, I know, especially after you and Brandon, I feel bad. So here's the deal. Like the songs are great. Um, there's something there. I, I, I get that. And it's the first album. And so I'm not sure like if the uh, later albums are different. Um, and, and so, but it, it really didn't hit me till I started listening to the songs out of order of the album. But it's like, it's like, I don't know. It, Cause I'm, I'm, I'm wondering the same thing. Like I'm listening to them and like, I appreciate it and I, I like it. And then I'm at, there was something that hit me there at some point. It's like, is it felt like something was missing, but I couldn't put my finger on it. It's like some secret sauce was missing. Like all the ingredients were there. Like it should be phenomenal, but it felt like, Either the earwormer itself didn't get in into the songs, or I don't know. But like, I respect the hell out of the songs, and 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 I will I will take this. <laughs> and maybe I'm wrong, but I will take this to be like how I like the Bangles, and you guys like the Go Go's. Like this, and and I can totally get that. Like if a, if a band speaks to you, like the the Bangles speak to me a lot more than the Go Go's, right? And so that's where I'm not sure if that's what like Fanny is to you guys, like. I don't get me wrong. I like the album. I love it. I just, yeah. I and maybe I'm not as familiar with, with the history, but like I, I respect the hell of it, and and I do love the tracks on it. Um, I, you know, what I will say is, you know, the conversation with the cop makes a lot more sense with because at the time, you know, when I was listening to it, it's like okay, it's a '70s kind of protest song but you know once you said that they're american filipinos like oh that makes a lot more sense <laughs> it, and and when i was listening to this like that song was like it, and i know it feels wrong but it's like that song is so pre- could be prevalent today and it almost should be recovered today by, by somebody else conversation with a cop like that song is so on point ne- you know, with the, you know, the zeitgeist today that that song should be either reintroduced or, or covered for sure. Um, but the, the song that I picked, cause I kept going back and forth. Um, I like changing horses. That was good. Um, I think the one I'm going to end up going with is candlelight man. That was just, but yeah. It, and I guess part, part of the, the thing, part of the thing that threw me off with Fanny is, and maybe cause I was trying it's a female rock group. Yes, I get that. And then it's one of those things where, like, I'm not sure they were using satire or uh, sarcasm and being <laughs> like, it wasn't a lot of, like, there was w- women hear me roar, but then there was times where there was like women, you know, like they were singing to be ironic or singing to be satirical. And, and that's where I couldn't figure out because um, on that, because like the, um, but yeah, it, but yeah, I liked it, but yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I to me, I think they're just they're a rock band. Okay, like that's that's it. That's what they are. That's what they wanted to be. You know, and and the um, from what I know, watching the documentary and reading up on them, even the the record label didn't know what to do. They they weren't sure. You know, and actually on the documentary. Uh, it might have been the lead singer of the Bengals is actually on there and says okay. I was heavily inspired by them. The uh, the Bengals were inspired by them, and you know they think it's a shame that people don't know more about them. And they said, you know, Bengals, we they, they only did like two three songs. We had a lot more hits. And I think a point that got brought up is that it, it was just that they didn't write pop songs, mm. you know, and they weren't able to break out on like the billboard like their biggest hit i think was on their final album and it hit like number 29 and by that point two of the original members had already left by the fifth album because because they like like june for example is like i'm not doing this anymore i'm not gonna wear what you want me to wear i'm not playing this game we're like we're a rock and roll band you know we want like they should be taken seriously and yeah so anyway i got you I think you bring up a good point, though, when, when you talk about the labels. And we, I think we've had these conversations before. The labels really try to mold an artist in a way they think it's going to work for, for uh, schematics. They, they think they have a blueprint on how to put out particular artists. And when you have a group that doesn't necessarily fit that blueprint, they get befuddled. They don't know exactly what to do with them. And because of that, they don't put a lot of money behind. Them. And you're also talking about a time and age where when you think of rock, think of male artists. You don't think of female artists in the rock category. You still think of them in the pop category. You think of them in disco. You think of them in, in kind of wavy situations. Or you think of individual artists like Janis Joplin. You don't think about an actual whole rock piece band being all females coming out. And they didn't fit the norm. They didn't probably wear the short skirts. They didn't try to put a whole lot of sex appeal on them because they're actual rockers. And they didn't know how to market them. So at that point, yeah, that's why you, that's why we have this limbo state that we have with them in it. It's because the labels didn't know what the fuck to do with them. And that's that's what I'm taking from the situation, because at this point, the music speaks for itself. If you put some marketing behind the music, you're going to get them as big as they need to be. But at the time, they weren't thinking about them like that. Mm. And they were they were huge in the UK and Europe. Mm. Just they in America, they they like people, I guess, were baffled or befuddled by them. You know, I I don't know. But in the UK and and, and Europe, they were they were a big band. Yeah. And they could have they could have got blackballed over here as well. Yeah, that yeah, because when you think about all the other markets and what's going on, I know we like to stick it on little shell, but we think you know if you can hit American Billboard, you're at the top of the chart. You're literally you know where you're supposed to be, and you know they could have easily been blackballed because nobody wanted to see or quote unquote record execs didn't want to see an all female band being pushed out there like that, or maybe they didn't play the game like they wanted them to play, and so okay, we're just gonna. We're not going to promote them like we need to type of situation. We'll get our money internationally. But, you know, when it comes to the actual USA where everybody wants to be, we're not going to show them in this kind of light. It yeah. will be that situation. And it's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, they, they toured constantly. They were they were on sh- on television. But for whatever reason, they just never made it past that that precipice. Like they were right there. They were right there. And it just never happened. Yeah. And I mean, th- so many bands. Mm hmm. 
you guys know that did a cover called I think it's Badge by Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton and George Harrison wrote that. So you guys recognize that song? Cream did that. It's a Cream song, but it's on their album. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, I, you know, I, I like. Man. Wait, what? Hey, man, what do you what do you have to say? <laughs> uh, well, that's that's what I was. I that was my intro and my comment. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like I liked I liked Eric Clapton, George Harrison. You know, it was really cool. We, we talked about George Harrison before Todd's X and that's that's the link to the Beatles. So really good points, Dietrich. I think we're like on the same page as far as like uh Janice Joplin is probably right alongside Fanny. You got um Joni Mitchell was doing her thing. These are individual, like you said, they're individual female artists at the time. You know who was really big right now in 1970? Led Zeppelin. Everybody's listening to Led Zeppelin. And they had how many albums come out? Fanny got kicked, you know, they were on the back burner, man. It's like, unfortunately, a band like Fanny, you know, like Jethro Tall's big around this time, like they got that sound. They have the same sound as these male artists. There are females, and you said there are like two of them are like sisters that are Filipino, Brandon? Yeah, Filipino American. Yeah, Jane yes, and that's Jean. Like, yeah, that's that's really awesome that they were able to come to this point where they made this badass album and everybody just ignored it. <laughs> And they're like, you know, they they obviously made something, uh, you know, for themselves. They came to the states and they were doing a music thing, which is great for women. You know, now you got like you all mentioned, like the Bangles that were probably influenced by them, and bands like we've mentioned, Heim, Haim, um, you know, these like newer sister groups, and you know, just lots of the. I think a lot of the the women group bands um, probably they probably have heard of Fanny. I would, I would imagine. Yeah, but I, I thought it was really cool that like Eric Clapton and George Harrison had like affiliation with this and very good musicians. I have to say, like I'm listening to the drums and the guitar and everything's come, like it's, it's the composition of all the songs are done so well that they probably like that's, that's a fucking kick in the face. <laughs> that really does piss me off that I never heard of them and I never heard of them because nobody fucking promoted them. Nobody prom- promoted fans and yeah they were doing just as good as like Led Zeppelin or any of these other bands you know that were and that's up to everybody's own opinion but musically yeah they, they could play all that shit they could probably do a fucking Led Zeppelin song and blow it out of the fucking water and uh, nobody gave a fuck because they were a dude <laughs> I mean that's like that's that's up to the record production companies like you're saying mm-hmm. they need to promote women they needed to promote women more than and uh, they really do play like all these other bands that were dude bands. <laughs> they do. That's fucking crazy. And some of the songs you won't even be able to tell it's an all woman band. Not that they don't sound like women, but like like you don't hear this in 1970. Who else was in 1970 doing this four women group rock band? I mean, there was. I, I can't really think of many. Like there were some that came after. Right. You know, but yeah, they all came after because they like they probably idolized Fanny. <laughs> right. Well, and one thing I want to bring up: there's an interesting story that Deep Purple back in the early 70s didn't show up for a gig and they were supposed to be the opening band and no one knew who Fanny was and they just went up and started playing and instead of leaving no one left they were enthralled 
with with the band. I mean, like they held their own. You like know? Underground following kind of. That's probably how, how they. They probably had a lot of people that liked their stuff that you know, like went to the show, and then it's a word of mouth because they have a few albums like we're talking about. And I want to listen to now. I want to listen to the later albums because the first album, like it, it was composed really well, almost like too well. Like how the fuck did they do this so well? But they yeah. had people that like obviously backed them and really liked what they had going on and they produced a really good studio album i mean it's fucking sounds really good i guess like yeah to your point like also dietrich i think you mentioned hearing this on vinyl you know like that would be cool and and, and uh yeah brandon gave me a record player and i i, I listened to a couple of records on it. i gotta set it up really well but i want to start listening to more records i think that'd be awesome um this would be a cool one you gotta find this on record brandon final yeah man so they just didn't they just re-release this album like as a 20th or 30th anniversary there was like there was a box set i think like 2000 2000 2002 something like that okay and they had you know there was that new album in 2018 with uh three of the members like the two sisters and then the original drummer okay now i'm thinking now i'm wondering like am i just like a douchebag that doesn't know music that well (laughs) and then there's all these like big time music listening people that are like oh you don't know fanny like you know what i mean no i i would i would i would wager that they probably have never heard of fanny either this, yeah. that that's the problem and that's why i wanted to bring the band up because they need to be heard and they they deserve a place on the pantheon of rock history absolutely this would be one of those like little devils on the shoulder saying why didn't you or you know don't an angel on the shoulder saying why didn't you do, do this why didn't you bring this to the podcast yeah. like if i were to just stumble on this you know yeah this is definitely it's like a gem that you found here it's so weird that they could be such a good band like and then not be heard of really and they're and they have people like cream you know and like people from the beatles playing with them and like they didn't want their song it was like come on somebody didn't do their job in the set in 1970 exactly and that's and even now that's that's what i think what the reason why i was i was feeling what brandon was saying so much was because to me it's more like shock value it's like how the hell have i not heard about them how in the hell did I let this slide under my fingers? And then I started thinking like even deeper on that, like for all the artists and the folks that do know about them, how come you haven't promoted them? Like, yeah. like, like you could, like if Lady Gaga or somebody else were to get on right now and literally say something about Fanny, how many people do you think would literally go look up this album right now? And yeah. that's a good point. Like Lady Gaga, she's like a solo artist. So a yeah. lot of women make it bigger as a solo artist, like Mariah Carey and stuff like that. But um, I think mean, the list goes on, you know, like when it's set, like these are all like more modern, you know, 80s to today. But like, and it's not too far off, but it's still, it's a... Uh, Listen, it's like they're they're a victim of their age, and that you know we're talking about getting old, right? But like the time that they started was just it's like oh too bad you're not a dude. So we you know people hear like oh there was like a women rock band oh it's probably stupid. It's like this like saying dumb shit like that you know America. 
I think it's, you know, maybe it's where we live, too. I bet you other countries might have had a band like Fanny playing more in the, you know, the top top 100 charts, you know? Other countries have such a, a grander ear than we do. Yeah. What, what we consider popular music or what we consider to be hits versus what we actually come out with. And I've always wondered why it's so that the world could have such a great ear and listen to these other songs and give them rewards on top of awards on top of awards. But if that artist comes to the States, nobody knows who they are. And then all of a sudden when that artist becomes big and starts blowing up then the world like engulfs that artist and all of a sudden they're like a worldwide phenomenon. Like I've always wondered yeah. we were the pinnacle of of artistry and music when in actuality we're such a small pebble, you know, in the in the in the sea of, of music that's out here. Uh, it's like the production companies, I think. I think it's a lot of the commercialism because it's all commercialism, really. It's it's you know, you take June Millington and you put her in a, a situation where she's doing like a Janis Joplin song on her own, doing a solo gig. She probably like track big crowds. She she would get a lot more. She would have got a lot more respect that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I, that's what I'm seeing, and that's just kind of weird. But uh, that either, is like the girl groups, you know. Either that, or we're the Simon Pegg of countries. We're we're just the biggest assholes that if you can please us, like you can please anyone. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm just being honest because America is kind of like that, that we're just the biggest assholes that we're like, hey, you know, if you please us, everybody, everybody else is going to like you. But, you know, our, our level of elitism when it comes to things like music is crazy. Like, it's, it's one of those situations where you got this Hollywood club and there's a line wrapped around the block in order to get into the club. And for some strange reason, you're allowed into the club and you get in there and it's only like 10 people and that bitch everybody is outside trying to get in it's the most exclusive club on the on the block on the strip and yet you're in there and you're like this is what the fuck i was waiting for that's how i kind of feel like american music in, in this situation like we've got all these artists that are all over the world that literally could be kicking ass and taking names but if they're not big on our charts then they're nobody it's like, well it's a good point too like we had an episode where we talked about 90s european bands and like that was all of my favorites are like they're probably not I don't think any of them were from America. <laughs> They're all from out, out outside the country, and then they made it big here. So, yeah, good point. I think that's um, a pretty dull club. Damon, really quick, what was your favorite song on there? Oh, yeah, so I was going to say, because I got so wrapped up into the, you know, the, the history of Fanny and, you know, just like how cool they are. Cool chicks, man. Um, so I, I liked Bitter Wine, and I liked the lyrics were kind of like about, like, your friends being, are they real friends, you know, and how how they make you feel and it's kind of like i can totally relate to that growing up like a lot of my friends weren't real friends they're just like kind of acquaintances or people and you know and how how, how do they make you feel or how do other people make you feel about yourself and i'm always self-reflecting so that's kind of that's why i like that song and plus i like that it was like a change up from the the first four or five songs before i think it had a, a good change up with the beat so yeah that was my pick nice Cool. Well, sweet. Well, um, I appreciate uh, your guys' ears listening to Fanny and uh, preach preach the, the the word of Fanny to everyone you know, and hopefully uh, hopefully they'll they'll become a household name one of these days. Um, but before we go ahead and pick up that needle 
Diedrich, do you have homework for us? Yeah. So I've got an artist that is one of my favorite artists when it comes to lyricism and just overall conscious thought. Um, really actually, you know, put forth a great project. And it was one of those projects that kind of put him on the map. He was already there, but people were trying to plug him as a like an industry plant. Somebody who really shouldn't be in the situation that they're in. Like he didn't get it out the mud, but he actually did grind and and created a cult following and it really manifested itself into this album and how he how his lyricism kind of took over and, and made uh himself um be the person that he is and in actuality the, the title of the album and what it stood for and, and the whole consciousness of it was a backlash on top of um that that hollywood crowd or that limelight crowd that you know everybody's trying to get in being an artist um when you're trying to be a part of this group but you're giving up so much of yourself in order to do so so it, it was that backhanded attack on them um so it's lupe fiasco and the name of the album is the cool okay cool sounds good oh, I, sweet I, I get you there brandon ah thank you <laughs> Um, all right, man. Well, um, Taj, do you want to go ahead and drop what you want to say? Oh, sure. Um, so, uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up. So you can find this on uh, choicetracks.com. Uh, ends with a Z. Uh, email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. Again, ends with a Z. Uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I got a big fat fanny. <laughs> eh? You need a handy? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know if that's where you're going with it, but yeah. But don't worry about, about your fanny. Just be, be proud of your fanny. That's, that's kind of out there. But uh, we're going to pick the needle, but y'all keep spinning those voice tracks. <laughs> and keep listening to fanny. And don't worry about your fanny. It's all good. 